The Craig Fawley Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Lynette's Shrimp House, located in Highland Park. It's Metro Detroit's premier destination, serving juicy fried shrimp, fish, and wings, alongside soul food sides and new additions to the menu, like turkey tacos and desserts. Located at 13548 Woodward in Highland Park, just north of the Davison, Lynette's is open for takeaway, noon to 8, Tuesday and Thursday, noon to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, and noon to 5 p.m. on Sunday. Call now, get some Lynette's. Hey, greetings, everybody. Welcome to the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. Glad to have you with me. Hope you had a nice holiday and all that good stuff. We are right back at it, of course. Uh, and, and I'll tell you what, the election may be over, but clearly uh, some, of the, some of the emotions around this election are still with us. Now, you may recall, uh, if you watch my Friday show, that I had my friend Todd Perkins on the program with me not that long ago. He's a local attorney, owns a home in Gross Point Shores, and he was sitting, as he is right now, if you could watch this, with a Black Lives Matter sign behind him. And he said, I was going to go put this out on my front lawn. And I said, hey, I guess you're going to tick off the neighbors with that one. And apparently it did because he received a citation from the city of Gross Point Shores for having a Black Lives Matter sign on his front lawn just the other day. He posted it on Facebook. So I thought he would join us to talk a little bit more about the situation uh, and what he plans to do about it. Todd, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you back, sir. Thank you for uh, allowing me to be here. I mean, it's a, it's great that you have a platform that is progressive and um, you know interactive and and, and really yeah and, and and you know it gives people you know the little guy a voice you know um, that we desperately need so we appreciate you as much as you have and uh, all that you do. Well, I have a particular interest in this because, you know, I grew up in Gross Point, uh, lived there for the bulk of my life, just recently left. Um, and, and the interesting thing to me is that I have seen animosity over political signs in the past or so-called political signs. Um, but what I've seen around Black Lives Matter signs seems to have really triggered a lot of people. And, and I mean, obviously, there's a lot of, of uh, you know, underlying guilt behind these sorts of things, uh, people wanting to deny that there's inequality in our society in this day and age. Uh, it's this is one of those things that I don't understand quite why people get so upset at the notion of people fighting for equality still in this country. Now, like I said, it's tough for me to understand this, but you know, it is amazing to watch that there are people, because this had to be a complaint driven thing, I'm guessing. So what happened is I, I have not, let me correct it. I have not actually received the citation. I have received a police report that was in my mailbox, um, had all my information in it. It did not list the name of the person who made the complaint. So the lieutenant makes the complaint on their behalf. So immediately we will be doing Freedom of Information Act requests to the police station to gather that information, to get a copy of the recorded call, to be able to process that. Because at some point in time, an individual has a due process right to be able to confront their accuser. Um, so, um, but again, not only was the um, lieutenant kind enough to give me a police report, but also within that report, it indicated a deadline date for you me to remove this political sign, um, and um, which I don't believe is political at all, but nonetheless, um, of about three days or uh, two days before Thanksgiving. I didn't get the notice until, I believe, uh, yesterday or Saturday is when I got it. When I, so... 
it, uh, it is a Gross Point Shorts ordinance, a local ordinance, section 40-331 regarding signs. And he's underlined because he believes this applies. Set subsection three, it says signs advocating the election of political candidates or the passage or defeat of ballot issues to be voted upon by the public in an upcoming election in the village, not exceeding seven square feet in area, and in no case located near to any right of way line or front lot, front lot line um, than one third of the distance from the right of way line. So, so, so I underlined- at, you put out a picture of your sign. I, I saw it online. It doesn't violate any of the placement requirements. Then the only uh, rationale that they would have is suggesting that this is advocating for one candidate or one issue that's on the ballot. And last I checked, uh, there was nobody named Black Lives Matter on the ballot, and there was no proposal, Black Lives Matter proposal, on the ballot this time around. Absolutely. And that, that's my point exactly. Um, now, do they want to – and here's where the, the, the frustration and some people may have a sense of anger with it, is that you want to minimize and um, suppress the suffering. You know, there's a – you know, there's a statement, sometimes people, um, you know, there's a lady who wrote a book, um, and uh, in the book, she's a, uh, she's a white lady, but she's worked in diversity, so for corporations, and she's has various different partners who do corporate events when there's an outbreak of some kind at a corporation. She's the one they call in to diffuse it, to educate, and things of that nature, and, you know, her, her partners at one time was Black. And the individual was going around and they were talking to various different people and people say, look, I don't see color. So the the black guy gets upset because he's like, hold on, you don't see color. So that means you want to deny my suffering, the suffering that goes along with it, that makes it unique in our experience. So, you know, that's, you know, you can't minimize an entire movement to some political agenda. It's, it's much bigger than that. It's a, it's a way of life for me. So, you know, to say that it's something political, you know, and something that's going to be over with with the election, um, that is, um, that's, uh, that's disheartening. That, that's uh, frustrating. And, you know, at the end of the day, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I mean, but even, even if this is seen by the city as an overtly political message, it seems to me that that would even give the sign a little bit more protection because the Supreme Court back in 2015 in a case of, uh, of Reed versus Gilbert basically called political signs protected speech um, and that you cannot regulate whether or not somebody can have a sign on their lawn. Now, maybe I read that wrong. No, no, no. You haven't read it wrong. What their statute, what their local ordinance says is not that you can't can't have the sign, but that the sign can't be more than seven square feet in area. My sign is four feet by four feet. So it's approximately 16, 16 square, feet. square feet. Okay. So, you know, that is the basis upon which they say that it captures. They're not trying to silence someone's opportunity to have free speech. They're just trying to modify the manner in which the free speech is vocalized or, or expressed. So, so if you had a smaller one on your front lawn, they couldn't do anything about it. Yes, that's what they're saying. Well, I don't believe they can do anything about this because it's not political. Because the statute starts off, it says political candidates or the passage or defeat of valid issues. This applies to neither. So that it's not applicable under their law. So, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for a citation but in the, in the, from, the, from the city and we'll allow the courts to chime in on this. Um, and uh, to that extent, 
we'll see what happens. In the meantime, I assume you're not taking it down. I, I mean, if we take it down, then where's the, you know, I need to know what I'm looking for is to be educated on what they believe because it's, 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 it's an opportunity. Frustration, it, it, may, it must have caused someone to call the police. Obviously, they're angry about it. But I don't get angry in return. What I'm looking for is the opportunity to have a conversation. You know, because here's the reality. If a person, if my neighbor came up to me and said, listen, I understand your right to do this, but it's, it's, it's devaluing my ability to walk out and not just be looking square at a, a big sign. And, you know, 16, I don't think it's a big sign, but someone could, that's relatively speaking, someone else could see it as a big sign. But at least it would, you know, but they hide behind this Lieutenant Warinsky. They hide behind being able to make a call and not have to identify themselves. You know, so you're going to allow this process to take place on something that's illegal. What you guys are doing to me is illegal anyway. So, no, I'm not going to take down the sign. I, you know, I'm going to allow the, if, if I'm issued a, a citation, we'll go to court, we'll figure this out, and, you know, we'll, we'll have a, a process of educating. Because at least, at the very least, we're talking about it. You know, we're talking about why does this upset you? Why does it frustrate you? You know, and, and, and is it because when I put out, I, I have another sign, a Black Lives Matter sign, you know, and I, I think that from the looks that I've seen and people passing by it, you know, the, the frowns that I've seen as they pass by it, I figured, you know, hey, that's, you know, the message is not loud enough. So let's just make it a little bit louder. Well, and, and again, I think, uh, you know, this is something I was trying to, to bring up at the beginning. People don't necessarily want to address, you know, what, what's triggering them about this message. Uh, and, and like I said, they're hiding behind some, some obscure ordinance uh, that suggests that maybe you're violating some sort of uh, an aesthetic code here in the city. And that's what they try to say. This is about beautification. It's about reducing pollution. Uh, and a number of cities have ordinances like this. Uh, this is not new, and they've been trying to find ways to skirt around some of these laws for a long time. Uh, is this the kind of thing that a case like this could potentially make some waves further up the chain? Well, I, I, it depends. You know, if, if I'm issued a citation and I file a motion to dismiss and it's not granted, then we will appeal. And if it's not granted at the next level, then we'll appeal again. If it's not granted, then we'll ask for permission to, you know, because once you get to the Supreme Court, you appeal again. And, and if that's not taken, you know, um, seriously or, or doesn't get the attention or the response that I think this deserves, then we'll go to federal court. Um, you know, so it is something that, I mean, it's a worthwhile endeavor. You know, people say, oh, man, it's just a sign. I, I, I was on Mildred Gaddis' show yesterday, and you could see some of the call, uh, callers who initially said, hey, it's just a sign. Just take it down so you can conform to the law to the law then where's the fight i'm thinking they may have picked a fight with the wrong person on this one um again i mean you know some people say that it's just a sign um but i think it's much more than just a sign i think it's um it, it's why the response you know and a lot of people and i've, I've recognized this in a rudimentary way I'll, I'll express it like this a white person can have a black lives matter sign and they're looked at as being progressive and someone who's seeking change. A black person saying Black Lives Matter is almost treated like hate speech. You know, it's, it, it, you get the response from certain people, you know, that this is something, you know, they're angry black people and things of that nature. I'm not angry, but I, I do, I'm, I am willing to fight for equality 
in a country that has not seen it necessary to do so. I mean, we've made strides, don't get me wrong. I'm sure our lives are better than our parents' lives collect, you know, as a collective. And I'm sure our kids will be that much more. I think we've been set back a little bit over the past four or five years, but I mean, if you, you can't stop change. In the meantime, you know, let's, uh, let's continue the conversation and you know, let's see what the courts say. If they want to go that far, I haven't gotten a citation, so I don't know. Maybe it's a preemptive strike. Now, if, if you had the opportunity to talk to the person that filed the complaint, uh, that, that uh, complained about your sign, what would, what would you tell them? I, first, I want to know, why does it upset you? You know, and if their response is, it upsets me, and, and, and a for real response, not something that's, you know, that they, you know, a canned response that, you know, that they give. And you know what I mean by that. It's almost like, you know when they're talking to, the, to a person whether or not they're being telling you the truth. It's kind of like that thing where that judge says, you know, I can't describe to you or give you a definition of pornography, but I know what it is when I see it. You know, and it's that way here. You know, when people are talking to you, are they being upfront? You know, and that's what the conversation is about. But if they tell me, hey, Perk, that sign is just too big. It, it, it's just huge. And that's the reason for my call. And if that's truly the reason, you know, I can appreciate that. And, and, and as a neighbor and wanting to be a good neighbor, we can do something about that. I can accommodate that, you know, but if it's because it upsets them from the perspective of they don't believe in Black Lives Matter, because my next question is, well, how do you feel about the concept of Black Lives Matter? You know, where is your positioning on that? And that will be the real answer to tell me whether or not it truly was about the size of the sign or the message that the sign contained. Well, and, and that seems to be a big part of the problem here, Todd, is that people don't necessarily separate the idea behind Black Lives Matter and uh, the fact that there is a group that is attached to this uh, that they potentially see as, as threatening their, their way of life in some capacity, the, the separating out the message from the messenger. And that's difficult for a lot of people. And you think that's partly responsible for why people aren't getting it? Well, I think, I think that I think that people, well, one, I've, I've said it and I've said it on your show before. I believe that this is a, a you know, one of people want to say that America, um, they don't want to accept the concept that there's a system of racism at play. There's a system here. It's not individuals. We do have specific individuals. Like I've made the, Example, that person in Charlottesville who ran over those people who, because uh, they were trying to knock down the Confederacy uh, uh, artifacts or take them down, and that person is truly racist, but they, that racism has evolved itself into a violent act. 99% of the people, and uh, well, I'm guessing about the percentages, but very few people result in violent specific acts. But we have a system at place, and until it's addressed, until something's actually done about it in a transformative way, we'll continue to live in this, you know, dressed-up world that, you know, we we seek democracy and we we seek equality, but yet we go around in other countries and try to make them conform to certain ways. It's kind of like the civil rights movement, you know, where you got Bull Connor. Uh, spraying water on people down the street, yet you're over in Vietnam telling them that they can't live a certain kind of way. You know, where's the hypocrisy, the irony in this whole process that we as Americans have, have learned to live in and, and, and apparently be successful in doing so? 
Well, last question for you, Todd. I want to know if any of your neighbors have reached out to you with supportive messages uh, as after what's happened. Well, no, I have not received any responses from my neighbors, but, you know, I'll, I'll wait to see. Um, you know, when I go by, when I go to have someone uh, serve the uh, Freedom of Information Act request, I'll, I'll make sure to um, be out during the daytime and see if someone has something to say. I, I know my next door neighbor <clears throat> to the right of me, who is a minority, Indian-born uh, minority who is an engineer and very, more most importantly, a very nice guy, very good family man. Um, he's been supportive. He, he actually, when the, when the windstorm blew the sign down, he actually went and picked it up for me. So it didn't get, you know, it didn't go off in the street or, or anything. It didn't hurt anyone because it is, you know, it could fly around and, you know, do some damage. So he did pick it up and called me and we spoke about it. And um, that's why I had it for the last, for my placard at the last time I was on the Folly Show, you know, so. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, keep us up to date on what happens with this. We're going to want to watch it and uh, and see how the city responds, uh, because this is one of those things that, you know, uh, yeah, Gross Point doesn't need another black guy when it comes to this kind of stuff, because they see, keep giving them to themselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've been doing it from the restrictive covenants of 58, 60, 70 years ago. And, and walking and it, off streets and uh, yeah. And, and oh boy, I mean, Halloween mishaps. There's just like and cops and making fun of people. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. It's, Thank it's God a, for body cams. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, Todd Perkins, we always appreciate talking to you. We'll have you back on the Thank Friday you. show pretty soon and uh, we'll be in touch. Thank you. Keep up the fight. Todd Perkins, uh, our guest today, of course, of the Perkins Law Group in downtown Detroit. He is a frequent guest on the program. Uh, this was something that I would have talked to somebody about regardless. Uh, and I appreciate the fact that Todd has been willing to talk about his experience on this program. You no doubt, of course, have seen him on my other shows before, but we always appreciate getting his perspective. And we will be following this up because this is one of those things uh, that we want to see. And if it's perceived, again, that Gross Point is is uh, giving itself another self-inflicted black eye when it comes to when it comes to racial issues you know this is something we want to watch especially as we see some of the vote totals and things that are coming from gross point and look at this as a community uh that may be changing a little bit when it comes to some of its political views and, and everything else and of course it's it's uh, racial makeup and everything it's a fascinating story to watch and it's not unique to this one community but it is emblematic of what we're seeing in a number of places around the country and in our region so you know, sorry, Gross Point, you are my hometown. That means I get to pick on you a little bit more. But, you know, when we, there's stuff to point out or something that, you know, potentially needs to be looked at, we're going to do it anyway. Long story, but an interesting one that we will be following up on. Hey, thanks for checking out the show. I always do appreciate it. You can send me emails, Show at gmail.com. It's Show at gmail.com. Uh, you want to complain about something, you want to talk about something, great. You want to give me suggestions on things we should be talking about, great. I'll take those as well. And don't forget, you can find me on social media, all over Facebook, Instagram. Uh, the show's got separate pages on on uh, Facebook. Um, so there's lots of ways to get in touch with me is what I'm trying to say. If you like what I'm talking about, share it. Rate it. All that good stuff. Tell your friends about it. Word of mouth is the best, best marketing plan that I have um, without doing some sort of full blitz campaign that I frankly can't afford to do because billboards and advertising are expensive. So you help me by telling your friends that we are here. 
doing this all the time. So thanks. Uh, hey, Pat Bachelor, that's going to be out a little bit later today as well. We got to talk about what's going on with the Lions. They fired their coach. So look for that. I'm going to have two up today. So uh, there'll be this one and, of course, Pat Bachelor a little bit later on when I talk to him. Um, in the meantime, this is Monday. Don't forget Friday, the week that was on Deadline Detroit. I've got a couple of great guests lined up for that one already. I know my friend Saeed Khan is going to be joining me because, frankly, the prospect of a potential conflict with Iran right at the time that we are transitioning to a new president is a little disconcerting. So we'll find out a little bit more about how they may respond to this and what some of the regional players there may do uh, when it comes to this transition period and, and whether or not this is dangerous territory we're wandering into. I, for one, don't like conflict in the Middle East. It's been a part of our lives, obviously, for a long, long time, but it's always one of those things that threatens to destabilize just about everything. So, obviously, it's important. So, that should be an interesting conversation on Friday, and I always appreciate you tuning in. Talk again soon. See you later. The Craig Folly Show is made possible in part by Deadline Detroit. Deadline Detroit has some of the best journalists in the city. We're asking you to support independent local journalism by joining our $3 a month membership. By joining, you become eligible to win prizes, including tickets for sporting events and gift cards to some of Detroit's best restaurants. Just go to our website and click the ad at the top or go to www.deadlinedetroit.com membership.